Hey everyone, and welcome to It's the Breakdown Podcast with D Malone. I am D Malone, and I am so glad that you are here with me. Um, before I get into this lesson, I really pray that it blesses you and touches you and helps you through the confusion illusion. Yes, that is the title of today's lesson. And yeah, we are going to be talking about confusion. So we're going to be looking at Nehemiah, fourth chapter, eighth verse. And before we get too far into it, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for being God. We thank you for being merciful, loving, gentle, kind, and compassionate. God, we thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing. And Lord, at this moment, right now, I ask that you please touch every heart, every mind, every set of ears, that we are receptive to what you have to say to us on today, and that we would not just be the hearer of your word, but the doer of your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Decrease D and increase you, that you alone get the glory. Bless your word, O God. Come into our space and fill our hearts. Forgive us of our sins, Lord God, our commissions and omissions, ones we know about and ones we don't know about. And the ones that we are unaware of, Lord God, bring them to our awareness and help us, Lord God, to repent for those same sins. All these things we ask in your name, Jesus. We pray, we honor you, we worship you. Amen. So, the confusion illusion. So let's just get into this. You ever feel like you're in a cloud of confusion, trying to figure out some things? Forget about it. You're trying to figure out everything. And it seems like so much chaos and craziness happening. And you feel like you're losing your fight. You just feel like you're just stumbling through the dark, trying to feel your way through. Well, can I offer you some insight on it all? See, there is a tactic of spiritual warfare that our very real enemy uses against us called confusion. He wants us to be all over the place. And this is something that has worked for him before. And that's why it's in his arsenal still. See, because people use things that have worked before. Don't we only use things that work? So he uses confusion to get us to lose our way and focus on the confusion and not God. He's afraid of us coming into who we are and what we truly are. And so please note that no thief comes to rob an empty house. That's confirmation that we are on the right track and doing a good work. The attacks are confirmation. The confusion is confirmation that we are valuable. So if there's opposition and disturbances, be glad and know that we're a threat to the enemy and his plan. And because God has purpose for our lives and he loves us and we're valuable to him, the enemy hates that and us. Who remembers the I can't come down message that we did a while back. Well, if you're not familiar, please be sure to check it out on the podcast when you get a chance. 
But I'm going to go into it again briefly because Nehemiah fits this perfectly. And that is exactly who we're going to be talking about. Nehemiah, he was sent to do great work building a wall and building up the city of Jerusalem. And here comes confusion trying to stop him. So when we look at Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 8, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, we see they all made plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw us into confusion. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. So it says they came to throw us into confusion. That is what the enemy is trying to do. Throw us into confusion. And I want you to read Nehemiah chapter 4 verses 8 through 20 on your own. But we here in Nehemiah 6 and 3, we get to see what he said to them. He said, I am engaged in a great work, so I can't come down. Why should I stop working to come and meet with you? So you see what happened? He saw the confusion and the schemes and he spoke to it with authority. I see what you're trying to do, Tobiah, Samballad, and Geshem. But I'm not coming to meet with you because I'm engaged in a great work. And so we have the ability and the power to say the same thing to the confusion that the enemy is trying to have us in. He's trying to throw us into. In verse 9 in chapter 6 is where we see exactly how we are to move ahead as well. He wasn't playing with them. He kept working. He sent them that information in a letter and kept on working. So keep in mind, the attempts didn't stop at one. They didn't stop with one attempt. They tried five times altogether. And the enemy is going to keep trying with us too. Hence, warfare, battles upon battles, attempts upon attempts. And the spiritual warfare is heavy right now. And the spirit of heaviness is here to throw us off course. That spirit of confusion is in that. And so to cause us to give up on God and to wear us out, he's like, I'm going to throw some confusion in the mix. We tend to get stuck and we turn ourselves away from God instead of turning towards God. God is the answer. We are focused so much more on the confusion and the problems instead of the problem solver. And so we tend to get stuck on the mistakes that we've made and we beat ourselves up. But that's not what God is calling us to. He's saying, confess your sins, ask for forgiveness, and let's move forward with the new knowledge that we have. Pick up the pieces, declare victory in total belief, and let's move on. Because the confusion attack is also to have us lost and not exercising faith and self-control. 
The enemy wants us to panic. Confusion is set out to cause us so much fear and anxiety. But again, God knew that that's what was going to happen. That's why he said to us, hey, listen, do not be anxious about anything. Instead, by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will be unto you. That's in Philippians 4, 6. And then we got to know that God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. That's 1 Corinthians 14, 33. God is not a, the author of confusion, right? That's what we hear all the time. No, he's not. God does not get confused, nor does he set confusion in motion. He doesn't want us to be confused. He doesn't want us to get anxious about things. He's like, whoa, take it down a notch. Come and pray to me. Come talk to me about it and let me help you. See, we've been equipped with weapons that we know works every time. But nothing works if you don't use it. If we don't put them on, how are we protecting ourselves? So God says, put on the full armor of God. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. No soldier goes into battle unarmed and they definitely don't bring a knife to a gunfight. So us trying to fight a spiritual warfare with flesh, natural, carnal weapons, never going to work. And God assures us that he never leaves us nor forsakes us. His presence doesn't go away when we're in the middle of the confusion. He's there to light the way for us back to him. But we have to focus on him and not the confusion, which is, as we know, just an illusion, a distraction. In this season, you must stay alert, be armed and in position. I know, I know. You're probably asking me, D, what position is that? I'm glad you asked. Because not for nothing, I had to ask the same question one time. Listen, I don't know everything. I just want y'all to understand that. <laughs> okay, this is what I was told. And this is what I've learned. That position is in the Father's face. Abiding in Him is most crucial. What is abiding? Resting. You know, we know, be still and know that I'm God. So resting in him, knowing who he is, getting to know who he is. Everything we need flows from our abiding in him. So we must make God the center of our lives and not just someone we go to only when we have problems or we need something. He's not a genie. So we have to get and stay on our faces in prayer and in the word. And God says, please be stable. Get, stay, stable. James 1 and 6, the New Living Translation says, But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, 
and they are unstable in everything they do. The other thing we need to do is worship. Don't worry. Worship. Give God glory. And then take captive those negative thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. Change what you're thinking. Let's come out of the stinking thinking, the low-level thinking. And let's think on a higher level. Let's give him our thoughts. Change that thought from that negative to a positive. Focus on thinking about God's truth and not the enemy's lies. Here, tell Satan he is a liar and rebuke him back to hell. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Tell him I bind your lies in the name of Jesus. They have no power over my life. Now get out of here, Satan. In that moment, we're breaking the possible agreement that we could have come into. And then to help us to get through it all, let's get connected to community and fellowship. We don't have to go this alone and we have to stop trying to go it alone. Get with some people who are believers, who can pray over us, pray with us. Help us pray through things and vice versa. It is so helpful to speak with other believers in our community who we can, like I said, talk to. We can pray over, for, and with one another. Because remember what uh, Ecclesiastes 4 and 9 says, Two are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. One by themselves falls to their destruction. The confusion is set up to make us fall to our destruction. And remember that confusion is an illusion. It confuses us if we give it power. And I don't know about y'all, but if y'all ever remember the cartoon He-Man, He-Man had the right idea. He says, I have the power. We got to stop thinking we don't have the power because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You have the power. We've been given power and authority. So we don't have to accept every invitation to confusion. We are more than conquerors. We are victorious. We already have the victory. But we must believe that though. So please be encouraged and motivated and praise God instead and be thankful and all things. And I know it's so hard sometimes, especially when the emotions start to rise up in us. It's challenging. It is not the easiest thing. But guess what? It can be done because we have help. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Son and the Father to help us through this. And when we seek God in these spaces, then we'll see God's light on our path and we can keep going ahead. And then guess what? There's a byproduct to that. Others will be a witness to our victory and want God for themselves. They'll see how we handle the situation and say, that must be God. And then they'll worship God due to our victory. God gets his glory and our mission is being accomplished because 
Our lives are not about us. They're about him and him getting his glory. And so please, I just want to stress that this is not the time to fall for the confusion, illusion, the distraction. It is not the time. So like Nehemiah, we must tell this confusion. I'm engaged in a great work, so I can't come down. Why should I stop what I'm doing to come down and meet with you? So let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much that you have called us to be engaged in a great work. And we thank you, Lord God, that you have made it so we don't come down. Thank you, Lord God, for your strength, your wisdom, your guidance and understanding. Thank you, God, for the clarity that you're giving us. Thank you for clearing up the confusion and the illusion and helping us to focus on you. Thank you for being our light. And we ask you, Lord God, to continue to help us to come out of the confusion illusion. All these things we ask in your sweet name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So you guys be blessed, but more importantly, be a blessing. I love you. See ya.